Welcome to Cathedral of Faith. Welcome to the presence of Jesus. Welcome to the opportunity to speak with God and to hear from God. We are so glad that you're here with us this weekend. There's a passage of scripture in the book of Revelation chapter three, where Jesus says these words. He says, behold, I am here. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and fellowship with them and they with me. That's the invitation of Jesus to us this weekend because that verse is actually written this way. I am knocking, I am here. He is continually knocking. And in this moment, he is knocking on your heart's door, ready to fellowship with you. And that's why we enter into this moment to give him worship and praise because he is worthy. So in these next moments, don't just listen. Don't just observe. Don't just sit there. Declare the goodness and greatness of our God because he's worthy of all that we can give him. And Lord, I pray right now, you've been waiting for this moment to meet with each person who's watching, but let them not just watch, let them engage. Let them sense your presence. Let them worship you as we declare your greatness. Come and do a work, whatever we need, Wherever we are, you are ready to meet with us and fellowship with us in this moment. May that come to pass even now. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Let's worship. Amen. Oh, come on, put your hands together with us as we celebrate. Come on and magnify the name of the Lord with us. Let's exalt his name together. Come on, put your hands together. Somebody shout hallelujah.
like you deserve. You deserve all the glory and honor for you are great and greatly to be praised. In this moment of worship, I hope you understand that when we declare this greatness of God and when Pastor Vaughn and the worship team lead us, this is not entertainment. This is not just a moment to prepare us for the main event. This is when we engage with God and declare his greatness. In fact, there's several things that should happen every time we come to worship. First of all, we acknowledge what an awesome and great God he is. He has all power. He knows our things. He's in control. But it's also a moment to humble ourselves and acknowledge our need for him that he must increase and we must decrease. It's also a moment to dedicate ourselves and say, God, all that I am and all that I have belongs to you. 
You know, there's a powerful example in the scripture of a moment where those three things happened in worship for Moses. He encountered the awesome greatness of God. And in that moment, he humbled himself. The Lord asked him to take off his shoes because he was on holy ground. He took off his shoes. Well, it's not like he could run to Walmart and get another pair or Sports Authority or Macy's. Moses made his own shoes. And the whole implication of taking off his shoe was this, God, I don't want anything of my making to come between me and you. And in this moment of worship, we do the same thing. God, I don't want anything to come between us. In fact, we're gonna be doing some water walking over the next couple of weeks. Pastor Ken's has a powerful series about walking on water, which involves our feet. So I'm gonna invite you right now, if you don't already have your shoes off at home, take them off as a symbol of God. I don't want anything to come between me and you. And as we dedicate ourselves to him. Now, one of the interesting things that can often come between us and God is our finances. We can say, God, you can have everything else, but I made this money, it's mine. But in this moment of bringing a tithes and offerings, we actually make that same statement. God, I don't want anything of my making to become between me and you. There's several ways you can give. You can go to our app, you can go online, you can text to the number on the screen, or you can write out a check and bring it to the church office or drop it by. In this moment, we just continue to worship the Lord. We prepare to acknowledge his greatness because he deserves it. We prepare to step out in faith in the water as we humble ourselves and dedicate all that we have and all that we are to him. Well, take a look. Megan's about to come give us some of the latest and greatest here at Cathedral. Hello, Cathedral family. We are so happy to have you with us today. God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. We are calling a graduating class of 2021. So if you know anyone who is graduating or yourself, you are graduating, please contact our church office. We are going to be honoring you next Sunday, June 13th in service. So contact us at the office or email info at cathedralfaith.org. If you love Cathedral as much as I do, please be sure to check out all the merch and resources we are selling. We're gonna be selling Pastor Ken's Imagine Living Your Dream book, the Cathedral Faith Live in the Round album, and Cathedral Everywhere merch. You can get your merch online at our online store at cathedralfaith.org or outside the campus at the amphitheater or in our kiosk in the lobby. We are so excited for our scholarship program this year, 2021 to 2022. But due to the pandemic, we would love to partner with you so that you can plant a seed in our next generation of leaders here at Cathedral. We have all been blessed to be a blessing. And if you prayerfully consider donating, please visit our website at cathedralfaith.org slash giving. For the latest and greatest here at Cathedral, please stay connected with us and check out all our social medias, Instagram, Facebook, and our Cathedral Faith website. We'd love to hear from you and have a great week.
Hello, Cathedral family and our growing friends all around the world. We are so glad that you're here today. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And I'm so excited to share with you something that happened to me about two months ago. My wife and I were over in Hawaii. We were with our daughter and son-in-law and our grandkids. Have I told you about my grandkids? Well, we had planned on going a year ago, but then it got postponed and then it got postponed again. And yet at Cathedral, we know that delays are not denials. And so we finally made it over and we had an absolute blast. We really did, especially with those grandkids. Of course, if you wanted to get some exercise in, you had to get up early before the grandkids because once they were up, all the other grandparents know what I'm talking about. So I would get up at 5.30 in the morning to go running. Now, you know I hate to run. When it comes to running, my philosophy is no pain, no pain. And yet, running in Hawaii somehow takes the edge off that pain, and so I would run. I ran to the park. I ran to the donut shop because donuts and running balance each other out. And then one day I ran to the beach, and that run turned into a revelation. I had my earbuds on, and I'm running. I get past the buildings and hit the part where the beach starts and the song Oceans comes on. And all of a sudden, something shifted in my spirit. My spiritual antenna were up. And I kept running along the beach. And then the part of the song that goes, Spirit, lead me, where my trust is without borders. When I heard that, I looked up and the palm trees are, are blowing out toward the ocean. On the one hand, it was just the wind. On the other hand, was that the wind of the Spirit urging me to step out? And then I got to the next part of the song. Let me walk upon the water wherever you may call me. And in that moment, I looked out at the waves. And I didn't physically see Jesus. I don't know how to describe it. With eyes of faith, I could see him and sense him so clearly. And I asked him, Lord, if it's you, bid me to come. And I heard this voice in my spirit say, come. He issued an invitation. And in that moment, my heart just broke. I wept and worshiped all the way back to the hotel. And the very next day, the very next day, I get an invitation out of nowhere to speak at a global leaders pastors conference. What a coincidence. Well, coincidence is God's way of remaining anonymous. And ever since then, I've prayed that prayer before I get up in the morning. Lord, if it's you, bid me to come because I'm ready. I'm ready to do some water walking. And I invite you to join me on a journey all this month to put on your water walking shoes, 
to say that prayer every day. Lord, if it's you, bid me to come. I have to admit, it's a scary journey. It really is. But if you get out of the boat, you may be in for the ride of your life. Of course, this water walking image comes from Matthew chapter 14. And let's look at this passage. It says, immediately Jesus made the disciples. Jesus made the disciples. He didn't suggest it. He didn't consult them on it. Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone and the boat was already a considerable distance from the land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, or as one translation puts it, on the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to meet them, walking on the lake. And then we read, When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost. It's the Arona, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, Jesus said, just one word. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me immediately. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You have little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? And then they climbed. And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. And then those who were in the boat worshiped him saying, Truly, you are the son of God. Are you ready to do some water walking? Think with me first about being storm chasers. I read that Mark Twain, the famous American author, he was once visiting the Holy Land. He had his wife with him and they were staying right on the Sea of Galilee. Well, one night he wants to take his wife out on a, a boat ride on the lake and so he goes down to the pier and he sees this guy in a rowboat and he asks him how much it would cost for a boat ride well the guy with the rowboat he looks at Mark Twain he's all dressed up thinks he's one of these wealthy Americans and so he gives him what at that time was a very expensive price that'll be $25 and you know Mark Twain well, at that point, he turned to his wife and he said, wow, now I see why Jesus walked. Why did Jesus walk on the water? Was it just a magic trick? Or was it to make some kind of magic happen in us? It starts out by Jesus sending the disciples into the sea and then in the sea, they encounter a storm. We read a moment ago, Matthew chapter 14. The boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Have you ever been 
buffeted. Uh, when we were taping the Easter special, we were on the other side of the Golden Gate Bridge and there was a wind advisory. It was blowing a steady 30 miles an hour with gusts up to 50. And it's a good thing I put on some weight during the pandemic or it would have blown me right into the bay. Have you ever been buffeted? Maybe this weekend you feel like this guy right here. I mean, there's a wind advisory in your life and you're just taking it on. The wind is against you. Now, some people, some people think that when the, well, the wind is against them, that they're going in the wrong direction. That if they're going in the right direction, it'll be smooth sailing. But if the wind's against them, they must be going in the wrong direction and it's time to turn around and head back where it may be time to forge ahead and move forward. The disciples run into the wind, not because they're going the wrong way, they're going the right way. Jesus is the one who sent them into the sea. And if right now you've run into resistance, you want to get to the other side. You're trying to get to the other side with your family. You're trying to get to the other side with your finances. You're trying to get to the other side with your career. You're trying to get to the other side with your health. You're trying to get to the other side with your habits. You're trying to get to the other side of this pandemic and you've run into a wind advisory friend now is not the time. God brought you to this service for me to encourage you. Now is not the time to turn around and head back. Now is the time to forge your way forward in faith. In faith. Henry Ford once said this. He said, when everything seems to be going against you, remember that the airplane takes off against the wind. Not with it. Can you see yourself soaring? You know, the obstacle is the way. But Pastor Ken, what if? What if the ship sinks? What if? Did you know that what if can work both ways? What if the ship sinks? But what if it doesn't? What if you make it to the other side? What if what is waiting for you on the other side is more than you could ask or imagine. Here's what I've discovered. What if can make you turn around in fear or what if can make you forge ahead in faith? When you're trying to follow Jesus and you face resistance, face the resistance. Forge ahead in faith because Jesus sees you even when you can't see him, he sees you. I was once in the Holy Land and they took us to the place where Jesus, they think Jesus went to pray up on the mountain. And the interesting thing from that place is that you can see from the mountain, you can see what is happening on the lake. Jesus could see the boat. And if you're in the wind, 
That's a good thing to know. Because when you're being buffeted, it sure can feel like you're all alone. I've been in that place too. God, where are you? God, I can't see you. God, have you forgotten me? And yet, even when we can't see Jesus, Jesus can still see us. Sometimes Jesus will withdraw from us. He'll withdraw the immediate sense of his presence because he's wanting to build faith in us and trust works best in the dark. God's more concerned about our character than our comfort. And God's wanting to build faith in us in those moments. This is why he waits until just before dawn, before he shows up to see the disciples. You know, in in the Roman world, they divided the night up into four watches. You know, from six to nine was the first watch. From nine to 12 was the second watch. From 12 to three was the third watch. And from three to six was the fourth watch. And this is when Jesus showed up at the fourth watch. Why didn't he just show up in the first watch? I bet you the disciples would have preferred for Jesus to show up during that first watch and we're a lot like those disciples. God, get me out of this. Get me out of this sooner versus later. And yet, God is more concerned, let me say it again, about our character than our comfort. And he wants us to have not just first first watch faith or second watch faith or third watch faith. Jesus wants us to have fourth watch faith. He's building our faith, strengthening our faith muscles. We are the cathedral of faith. And he wants us to be a people of fourth watch faith. What a journey. First, we see that Jesus sends them to sea and in the sea, they encounter a storm. And then next, we see a step. Peter takes a step and a step is a step. See, for people who are fourth watch faith people, it may only take 20 seconds 20 seconds of insane courage to get out and walk on the water. There was a movie called We Bought a Zoo. And the movie is about a a man, a British man and his family. It's based on a true story who buy a zoo. Now the zoo is in disrepair. It's just a mess. I mean, it's got an infestation with rats. You got to raise money to try to feed all these animals and... Even a jaguar gets loose and cruises around the neighborhood. But they persevere and they turn this zoo into a beautiful place for the community. And he's once asked about this. You know, how did he take that kind of step to buy a zoo? And this is what he says. You know, sometimes all you need is 20 seconds of insane courage. Just literally 20 seconds of just embarrassing bravery. And I promise you, 
something great will come of it. That's all it took for Peter. 20 seconds of insane courage to take that step of faith out of the boat and onto the water. The Bible says that, well, while the disciples are in the boat, that they see a person who's out on the water. In the book of Mark, we're told that Jesus was going to actually pass by the disciples. Now, don't miss this connection because that same phrase, pass by, it's used in the Old Testament to speak of moments when God would pass by, revealing his divine presence and power. To Moses, God says, when my glory passes by. To Elijah, he says, for the Lord is about to pass by. When Jesus is about to pass by them, he's revealing something to them. His divine presence and power that the great I am is among them. Because only God can do this kind of thing. Job puts it this way. Job says, he alone stretches out the heavens and treads on the waves of the sea. Can somebody give God praise? But at first, the disciples don't recognize him. And that can happen in our pain and our suffering. When we're in the middle of the storm, Jesus can be right out there. It's just difficult to see him. So Jesus shows up, but they don't recognize him. They're not thinking Jesus. They're thinking Ghostbusters. It must be the Kikui. And then Jesus says, it's I. Don't be afraid. And Peter says, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. Lord, if it is you, if it is you, he doesn't say, I know it's you. He just says, if it is you. There's that what if again. What if it's not a ghost? What if it is Jesus? Well, that opens up a whole new world of possibilities. What if Jesus invites me to come out on the water? What if I could walk on the water with him? What if? And Jesus gives that invitation. It's literally one word. He says, come. He doesn't give him instructions. He doesn't give him guarantees. He doesn't give him details. What he does is give him direction. He had enough to take a step. And a step is a step. And that's often how God works in our lives. He gives us a step, not all the details, but he gives us a step. Martin Luther King said, faith takes a step, even though it does not see the whole staircase. And that's what Peter does. He takes a step out of the boat. And the Bible says that Peter walked on water. Sit with that for just a moment. Peter walked on the water. Let that get in your spirit. Peter walked on the water. He defied 
the law of buoyancy. Because whenever Jesus gives a command, he always gives you the grace to fulfill it. If Jesus calls you to preach, he will give you the capacity to write sermons. If Jesus calls you to be a parent to those kids, he will give you the patience and the wisdom that you need. If Jesus calls you to run that company, he'll give you the vision and the insight that it takes. Anytime Jesus gives us a command, he gives us the grace and power to carry out that command. So let me ask you a question. This is the question for this month. Don't answer it too quickly. Where is God calling you to get out of the boat and onto the water? At work, at home, at school, at church? You know, as I look into this camera, not only do I see our cathedral family and friends all around the world, I see future water walkers. And all this month, let's keep asking that question. Where can I get out of the boat? Because if you want to walk on the water, you got to get out of the boat. This week, I had a chance to interview a, a friend of mine, a dear friend. He's a part of our cathedral family, Carl Gardino, about this last season in his life. Talk about taking a step of faith. Here's that interview. I'm here with my dear friend, Carl Gardino, and we're thinking about getting out of the boat. And, and Carl, a couple of years ago, you made a big decision to get out of the boat. Can you tell us about that? Pastor Ken, it's so great to be at our home church, Cathedral of Faith, and all that you and your team have done to uh, keep us all in the boat during these trying times. But you're right. It was a distinct memory. It was November 3rd. 2019. I closed my office door at the Silicon Valley Leadership Group where I had been CEO already for 23 years. I called my wife, Leslie, sobbing, sobbing into the phone that I felt it was time after 23 years to leave a job that I adored, that I loved, the people, the mission, the community building. It was time to get out of the boat. But I didn't know climbing out of the boat where I was supposed to swim to. Uh, and so we took that to prayer over the next month and a half, went away to the desert over the Christmas, New Year's holiday, prayed, walked, and ran together every day. And I felt more and more assured that it was time to leave mm. with absolutely no idea where God wanted to take me. So I called my board of directors while still down in the desert. I informed them of the decision, but also my commitment that I would not leave until a suitable replacement could be found for the Silicon Valley Leadership Group as their next CEO. We thought that would take three or four months, red hot economy, already some job offers. I felt so assured that we would be fine as a family. And then a global pandemic hit. And those three or four months turned into eight months 
because the global economy was shaken to its foundation, which also shook the economy of the Silicon Valley Leadership Group to its foundation. Mm -hmm. But trusting God's foundation instead, we kept that commitment, even though they said, hey, if you've changed your mind, that job is yours. I said, no, I'm not sure where I'm going, but I know that God is going to take me in the right direction. So until seven months into that decision, we were not sure what our next step would be, but it was a step of faith. And that's what a, a step of faith looks like. Sometimes God doesn't give you all the details. <laughs> he gives you a nudge enough to get you going. And that step, well, then God rides in on that step. And eventually things start to fall into place. Now, how is Leslie in this time? Because again, you're a husband and wife team. Uh, what were some of the emotions she was experiencing during this? This was a time that brought us closer together than almost any experience that we've ever had. Mm. Yet it was also a challenging time for us both, but especially Leslie. Leslie's fear in life would always be that we would end up uh, penniless someday. And that may still happen. We don't know what God has for us. Uh, but she had a concern of leaving a job I loved that helped to take care of our family without knowing where we would be going was a deep concern to my wife. Uh, but she trusted me. More importantly, she trusted God. Mm. So we got out of that boat together and prayed every day for months about the direction that we should go. And it was a wonderful time because five, six, then seven offers and opportunities arose. But often it's that first spark that God sets. The day that National Public Radio, NPR, KQED, aired that I had made the decision to leave. January 7th, a founder and CEO of a great clean energy company here in the Valley called Bloom Energy pulled his car over off the freeway mm. and called me and asked me to come in. Uh, that gentleman is Dr. K.R. Schreeder. I came in, we talked about joining his team, but I said, I've made a commitment. I can't join your team until I close this chapter in a way that's good for the leadership group and their future. And he, like God, patiently waited four, then five, then six, then seven, then eight months before I felt that I could leave the leadership group in a strong place with a new CEO to join his team at Bloom Energy. God worked out all those details. Carl, what, what an example of integrity, how you walked out the transition. And I found that when you get out of the boat, one of the best things that happens is that's the key to growth. You and Leslie grew in your marriage because you got out of the boat together. And that's one of the rewards of taking a step of faith with each other. Now, you continue to take big, bold steps of faith. Uh, you, you, you and Leslie started the turkey trot many years ago. And now you have another race <laughs> that you're starting. And tell me about that. Well, I believe my mission in life is to build community. And one of the ways that we've tried to build community is to build community races so that we bring together the community 
often so blessed to help those who are less financially blessed than us. So yes, that included uh, the Silicon Valley turkey trot that we created. Uh, will be in its 17th iteration this coming November. And then the Santa Run Silicon Valley and the Heart and Soul Salad Bars for Schools Run. All of those are still going on through the foundation that I created at the Silicon Valley Leadership Group. When I came to Bloom Energy, that same feeling of we build community is, is palpable. And they have entrusted me to start a new community charity run. The first iteration will be this coming August 22nd. It will be the Bloom Energy Stars and Strides run to benefit the three county hospitals, 14 county health care clinics through the Valley Medical, uh, Valley Medical Center Foundation. Uh, they help more than a million people in our valley a year, 85% low income neighbors mm. in need who need their health care services. So if you can join us on August 22nd, we're going to bring together uh, a goal of raising at least a quarter of a million for the VMC Foundation, 4,000 paid participants, 400 caring volunteers. We're stepping out of the boat again that God will meet that need so that VMC can continue to meet the needs of more than a million of our underserved neighbors with their health care needs well, what a what a beautiful vision and I'm not a runner but I'm going out to that I'll be out there running with you buddy and uh and not only that but then next year uh boy there's a vision in your heart about putting together a citywide marriage conference I'm so excited about that the stress and strain on relationships in this go-go Silicon Valley is so evident. And it saddens me that the divorce rate among Christians is about as high as it is among non-Christians. We can do better. Uh, as a society. So for a few years, Leslie and I would go to Houston in August because that's a great time to go to Houston that's in right. August <laughs> for an annual marriage conference at Joel Osteen's church, yeah. Lakewood Church. And we captured that vision that it's needed here in Silicon Valley. And you and Cathedral of Faith, Pastor Vaughn and Irene are entrusting us to try to do that here. So next February, hopefully sometime around Valentine's Day, is uh, what we hope will be an inaugural marriage conference here in Silicon Valley, here hosted by Cathedral of Faith, where hundreds of couples can come together to build that stronger foundation, knowing that we are in that boat that the Lord has given us, that we can step out in faith, walk on the water towards our Savior and towards a stronger bond of marriage. Carl, again, a great vision. Thank you. Thank you for showing us what it looks like to, to be a leader with a kingdom impact. That means so much. Thank you for sharing your story and spending some time with me. And I got to tell you, it's such a joy and honor to serve you as pastor. You and your family, you guys are awesome. Love you, buddy. You too, pastor. We're humbled to be a part of the Cathedral of Faith family. You see what that looks like for Carl and Leslie. What would it look like for you? Where is Jesus calling you? Out of the boat and onto the water. As our worship team comes to, well, share a song. It's a fun song with a powerful message. 
I hope you have your water walking shoes on. I'd rather slip walking on water than spend my life wondering what if. So Lord, if it's you, then tell me to come. Cause you alone can tame the wildest wind. So I know I can make it. Cause it was your voice that I heard. So I'm stepping down, I'm stepping down on your word. This is how you walk, how you walk on water. One foot in front of the other. Never gonna let you go under. Just put one foot in front of the other. Let's go! Now I got a faith. It's deeper than feelings. I know a name that's greater than the storm. And I've got a God who never ever fails me. He's close enough to catch me if I fall. Uh, I know I can make it, cause it was your voice that I heard. So I'm stepping out, I'm stepping out on your word. This is how you walk, how you walk on water, one foot in front of the other. Never gonna let you go under, just put one foot in front of the other. This is how you walk, how you walk on water, one foot in front of the other. Never gonna let you go under. I'm stepping out on your word. I'm stepping, 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 I'm stepping out on your word. Hey,
thank you again for being a part of today's service. I always enjoy these times that we have together. And if you have a prayer request, please contact us. We'd love to pray with you and to pray for you. Don't forget right after uh, this service is the wrap. It's a great way to go deeper and further with today's message. I want to speak God's blessing over you as you go. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine brightly upon you. May the Lord be gracious to you and give you his peace. And this week, this week, Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. Let me walk upon the waters wherever you may call me. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. Yo, Cathedral of Faith. Hey. Hey. For the rap and Pastor Ken just launched a brand new series, a yes. brand new season that we're in here at Cathedral of Faith about Amen. water walking. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you. I, don't know, I hope those of you that are logged in that you're ready mm-hmm. to walk on some water. And mm-hmm. if you are, put your hand up in the in the chat Ooh. room. Yes. Let's, let's believe God to, to lead us into the waters. Yeah. Uh, so let's get into this. Alfred, it's great to have you here, man. Thank you've been such a great part of this community for how many years? 36 yeah, years? Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, you've been serving so much to make settings like this happen, helping mm-hmm. in the tech industry and all the other diff- various ministries for so many years. Thanks for being here, buddy. Are you I'd love to hear what you heard from the sermon. Um, when he told us to come, that was powerful for me because sometimes we feel we want to do something, but we don't. Uh, and God just telling us, come Come, trust me. Take that step. You're gonna, you're gonna feel some resistance, some, some winds hitting you, but just believe in me and take that step. It's good. It's like it's we're responding to an invitation almost, mm-hmm. right? It's not, we're not initiating the conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's God is initiating it in, the, in that sense. So yeah, that's good. Powerful word. Mm-hmm. Isaiah, how about you, buddy? What'd you hear today? I heard a lot when it talks about faith and independently more about trusting God to say, hey, believe that this faith that you have inside of you, believe that you can do it and step off the boat mm-hmm. and come to me. And I felt very touched about it because in the, in the youth, when before I was in the tech, mm-hmm. I didn't give up my heart to God. I didn't have exactly a lot of faith to give. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so a lot of the time I thought, hey, for uh, this moment at the church, at the Horn Youth, let's give unto God, because I feel like I'm ready to actually give him my all. Mm. And once I did, that same night, he Mm -hmm. spoke unto me Mm. and said, hey, hey, I want you to help out and serve unto me at the tech. Give me everything everything that you said you would give to me. Take that faith and step off the boat. Wow. And so I've been helping out a little bit, going going with the tech and serving unto God. How many years ago was that? So far, I'd say this is 14 years. Wow. 14 wow. years ago, I but worked. You look 14. <laughs> I look wow, 14. 14 years ago. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it was really young, man. Yeah, really, really young. I hope, hope someone's encouraged by that, mm-hmm. though. Like, listen, yes. listen to the story because, you know, he started at, at just attending, but then, like, he said yes to God's invitation mm-hmm. to come, you know, give me more, trust me with more. Mm-hmm. And now there's a young man is serving Pastor Ken. Mm-hmm. Like he's working with Pastor Ken, even though you may not see it online, mm-hmm. 
all these images, <laughs> all these things. He's mm -hmm. back there hitting the buttons, and this man's mm -hmm. serving. He's mm -hmm. preaching to you every week. Mm -hmm. And so, like, Isaiah, way to go, man. That's yeah. inspiring. Yeah. I feel like getting out of the boat. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I... I love how Pastor Ken brought out that Peter was like, "If is it really you? Is this you, God?" I never really focused on that part of the, of that, and I was reminded of how many times have I said, "Is this you, God? Is this you, God?" And like I've said that a lot of times, and then I thought first that was comforting. The second thing was that there's a second part to it, like then tell me to come, and then to know that there's going to be just one step, and that direction versus detail. So it's just. It's okay that if, if I only have one step, and what if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but it's just one step, but it's, it's in the right posture of like, I'm trying to seek you, God, you yeah. know? So it was just very encouraging, that part. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you get the sense of like uh, the, Peter's tension mm -hmm. in the boat too, right? Like it's not that he walked on water, and mm -hmm. sometimes it's, it's easy to say, well, he knew it was Jesus or something, mm -hmm. but when you really kind of think about it like there was a lot of questions is that really him like you couldn't see well right um, mm -hmm. based on the passage and and then even if it is like like it's easy for us to look back in hindsight yeah. and say like well he knew it was Jesus but mm -hmm. like Jesus hadn't been resurrected at that mm -hmm. point like there's this whole thing of well even if it is Jesus mm -hmm. can he still do it Right? Yeah. So, yeah. like, because, yeah. like, we take that for granted. Like, well, he, he is who he says he is. But I don't know what it's like to be back there in that yeah. boat. And there is a lot of trust. And, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So I, I also enjoyed the um, Henry Ford quote, mm -hmm. you know, where he, he talked about, like, every plane takes off against the wind, mm -hmm. you know. And, and, just, and just to think about the majesty of flight. Like, it's crazy. When you look up and you see how big those things are, they're flying through the air. It's mm -hmm. just, it's really, it's quite mind-boggling. But Absolutely. the sense that you're thinking, you, you can't just wait for the opportune moments mm -hmm. where everything, the wind is behind you to help you out. Mm -hmm. In fact, when you understand flight, it actually, it can't fly unless there's that tension underneath of it, right? It's yeah. that lift yeah. that makes the plane go up is the tension and the resistance. So it's, resistance is in our favor mm -hmm. if we learn how to use it and Absolutely. trust it. Absolutely. That, so, that yeah. reminds yeah. me of you just saying how some of the things that were difficult for you or the barriers or disabilities. Can you share with people who may not know? Um, yeah, I was born um, with, um, with one, one ear. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was missing an ear. Um, I'm, I'm deaf. Um, yeah, and I make a living now as a sound person. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I'm, I'm over Take the, that. Yeah, I'm Take over the that. Gilroy site. <laughs> so I mean, but God has blessed me coming to this church. It's just been mm -hmm. one amazing thing after another. I, mean, I would have never done it mm -hmm. in wow. school and everywhere in my life. I was always wow. introvert, yeah. didn't say nothing. Um, but wow. you know, God, it just He put you in that spot sometimes, and mm -hmm. you just have to hear that cathedral of faith. <laughs> yeah. Hear that, mm -hmm. like He could very easily say, "I can't do this because of mm -hmm. the, the windows at my born. face every time mm -hmm. and taking right. that step and just." And, you, and you've literally <laughs> lived your life in mm -hmm. a way that has been a Good protest <laughs> into that belief. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. no, I can do this. I yeah. can do this. Yeah. yeah, and that's a beautiful picture of yeah. just saying yes to God mm -hmm. is not something that you just, you're just you giving and you're releasing. There is always, you can never outgive God. He is mm -hmm. always giving back more. And I love the church because it's in the church and in community usually that the gifts and the things that God sees in us are pulled out. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, and it's, we're always the benefactors. Yeah. 
we're always, and to be a part of it, and not only to, to have it pulled out of you, but then you get to be that part of pulling it out of somebody else too. Yeah. The church yes. of God is beautiful and, and speaking expansive. speaking of pulling, like you weren't, you didn't come and audition for the sound team, right? It was <laughs> someone who said, like, I need help, right? Yeah, they asked, they told me, well, you can do it. You want to try it? Uh, I was pretty much forced into it. Yeah, <laughs> so, right. So yeah, it's pa- like you had to step out of the boat. Actually, Pastor Mike yeah. Garcia told um Al, you should try this. And yeah. I was like, I don't know, I don't know. And then he just, he pretty much told me, you're going to be there. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds, sounds like, like him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, exactly and then like every step of the way, yeah. I believe it. And then, yeah. when we, then when his ministry grew, when he came to the sanctuary, I was like, there's no way I can I do the main board. Mm-hmm. And then he says, you're doing sound. Come on, man. So it was just, but you know what? God put him in my life for a reason. That's right. right. And, I, and I, he's, he's been a blessing to me ever since. That's right. And I think, Beautiful. thank you, Lord. <laughs> you know, Pastor Ken ended the uh, sermon by saying, like, what are some ways that, where, where do you think maybe God's telling you to get out of the boat? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Isaiah, what about you? What are you feeling? I feel like God's telling me, hey, I'm glad that you're serving unto me. I'm glad that you're helping a lot of people. But it's now that I want you to learn more, read unto my word more, mm-hmm. take more faith, mm-hmm. take more wisdom that's good, so that you man. can do more in abundant things that I have planned for you. That's good, man. Alfred, how about you, buddy? Um, I think God wants me to be into ministry more. Mm. Stop saying that you're too shy or you can't speak mm. in front of people. Hear that, cathedral. Just do it. You know? Hear that. And there's a reason why I, I give you these things in your life. It's not a hindrance. It's, right. it's to show people that there is hope mm. for Amen. you. Amen. I and love I, that. I, I mean, I was lost until I came here and... That's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you, Alfred. <laughs> How about you, Irene? Um, I feel like uh, to, to release the distractions, get out of the boat and in mm. my mind to be set free and mm. to really be like, it's me and you, Jesus, and it doesn't mm. matter what's going on around me. That's good. Mm. Amen. Thinking about that too, like the, just the whole leaving the boat, like mm-hmm. we need to separate ourselves yes. from some things mm-hmm. in order to follow forward. Yeah. Oh, and that's good. I think for me, I want to believe that I haven't ruined everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. And I think that means something to people um, who have come through some trying times and some difficult things mm-hmm. to believe that God can redeem. Mm-hmm. He can redeem our mistakes. He can redeem yes. what we've squandered, what we've lost. And he can restore. And he can still perform his word over us. Yes. Mm-hmm. He's a redeemer. I need to believe that, you know. And so maybe you today, Cathedral of Faith, maybe you need to believe God is who he says he is and he can do what he said he can do. Mm -hmm. And that alone will help us to get up Mm -hmm. and to get out. Cathedral of Faith, stay locked in. We're so glad that you are locked in. Please stay with us. Hey, and if you would like to be on the wrap right here with these guys and this beautiful lady right here, if you'd like to be on the wrap, Email us at therap at cathedraloffaith.org. Email us, and we will get you scheduled in. You'll come up here, and we'll see what God's doing in your life. We love you guys. Stay connected. And as always, it's a wrap. wrap. Woo!